The Net Live is brought to you by the Spire Institute, integrating sports and education, training and learning, performance and competition like no place on earth. SpireInstitute.org. Now, on with the show. It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great size. It's The Net Live right now. <laughs> Welcome into a special edition of the Net Live. This is an opportunity for you to hear from some of the World League participants there last weekend in Tulsa as you get ready for Reno. Eric Shoji, Kavika Shoji, Carson Clark, acting head coach Matt Furbringer from last weekend, as well as French head coach Laurent Tilly, all in this special World League audio brought to you by the Net Live. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy. All right, week number two, World League here, practice number one in Tulsa, at least for the team, preparation for the match. Matt Furbring, are you acting head coach tonight? Acting head coach. How's that different for you? What, what does it change about what you do? I get to tell more people what to do. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I, I say you got Jamie Morrison here, just another guy to boss around. Just another guy to boss around. I try to bring as many people as I could to boss around, and now if people want to interview me, I just say yes or no, and just, you know, it's all about the ego, really. <laughs> okay, no, seriously, how did it change for you? <laughs> Um, it's it's really cool. It's just a great. I'm just looking at it as a great learning experience to, you know, to get the respect that John has. I think it's only going to help me be able to help him more when we're in games, taking this role, and uh, you know, better understanding what he needs. Yeah, better understanding like, oh man, like I really could, you know, for now if something's going on in the game, and I'm not getting it from assistant coach, I could be like, okay, that's something I want to make sure I get to John, or mm-hmm. you know, because there's no training like being live in action. So I think it'll be it'll be good for for the team for us to have this. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for for the guys to you know have that motivation to be self motivation without the the boss here and mm-hmm. and see what we have and um you know it's just for me it's just a great I mean it's an amazing opportunity to get to coach USA national team I mean this there's a very good chance this will never happen again so I'm going to take advantage of it and have fun yeah three months ago you were a professional beach player now you're head coach of the national team yeah I know I I trying to think about that. Uh, <laughs> Do you, um, do you think you're going to see the game differently tonight from the head coach spot? What What are you going to be looking for on the court that you wouldn't be looking for if you were at the assistant spot? Well, in the assistant spot, I either do the offense or the defense, so I'm focusing on that. And you end up seeing the other stuff as well, but I'm really focusing on, like, last week I did the defense. I was really focusing on our, on our blocking defense. And uh, this week we'll have Mike Wall do that, and then Mike Seeley will do the offense. So I think I'll be looking more about – um, adjustments, what adjustments we can make on both sides of the ball, maybe substitutions we need to make, and I have, you know, just kind of mapped out in my head, you know, adjustments that I'm going to look forward to making the game if we need to make it on both on both ends of the court. So I just think I'll be looking at a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then using my assistants maybe to get some details since I'll be looking at more, and also be looking a lot at kind of the interaction, the what do you call the, the dynamics of the team, mm-hmm. and you know, if I feel like a sub, even if. For me, if, even if numbers don't say it, if I feel like someone could come in and add a spark or, you know, make a change, then I'll, then I'll do that. A guy like Paul Lottman played really well off the bench the last two matches. Does that get him a start, or do you want to keep him in that role where you know he can come off the bench? 
Uh, yeah, I got him to start. Okay. Yeah, he's going to start tonight. Um, you know, I think he earned that right, and he did a great job. And, I mean, we're here to win, and I don't want to have to wait to put in the guys doing the best that spot. I want to start him. I mean, you guys are in a role of trying to find starters, it seems, for the next four years or in four years rather than the guy that comes off the bench. But that's a uniquely different skill, isn't it, to be able to come off the bench and play well? Other guys, if you don't start them, you can't really count them coming off the bench. Is that accurate? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know this group. I mean, that that can't be In general. In general, yeah. I mean, in general, I'd agree with that. But, you know, this group, I think guys are so – I mean, you know, besides maybe a few locked-in players – you know, it could be anyone's game, and I think everyone's going to have to be able to excel in every role and be ready to excel in every role. I mean, if they want to make the team, you know, they they may not be a, they might be a starter now, but in two years someone might come back and they may not be a starter, so they have to be ready to come off the bench. So I think it's good practice for everyone to get adjusted to every role, but then you know we get to see it as coaches and see what happens and and know. There's less changeover in this roster from week to week than I was kind of expecting with all the young bodies in the gym. Why so few changes? Um. I don't know. I think this week we just wanted to kind of get one consistent two weeks together. I think we'll make some more changes next week in Reno and then see what happens. But, you know, there's been some injuries and there's some other stuff going on that don't allow changes right now. But uh, I guess we'll just see how, how, you know, how it goes. I think this group's, I think it's, you know, maybe 16 guys that are kind of vying for the 12 spots right now. You're kind of just starting to get into the meat of the season. Your kids are coming out of school for the summertime. How's this been for you on a personal level, the new job? Yeah, it's been it's been it's been uh, hectic, but it's been a lot of fun. I, mean, I wouldn't say hectic in the amount that it's like it's crazy and I'm stressed. It's just more that there's hours being put in, and there's things I'm missing with the family, and uh, but I have you know a great support group with my wife and and her mother-in-law, and my parents, kind of helping out with the kids. So it's a you know it's still a positive experience, and and I'm still getting enough time with my kids where I'm, I'm not going crazy yet. All right, head coach Matt Furbringer, thanks. Right. Thanks. thanks. Carson Clark, opposite USA National Team. How does that sound? Sounds wonderful. I like it. Hey, last week came in and served really well in the second match. What do you think was the difference that night? Um, we knew that we needed to be more aggressive because they were such a good, intelligent team when it came to hitting off the block, getting the ball back, and we needed we needed to get them more out of system than they were in. So we thought we'd be more aggressive and ended up working out pretty well for us. Now you're out here in practice, Tulsa, weekend number two, starting up. Are you starting to feel... What kind of what's coming in this tournament and all the travel that's that's going to be necessary? No, I mean, uh, you start to realize that you're going to be traveling every weekend, and it, it's not taking a burden yet, but we're excited to be here, and hopefully we get a good crowd tonight, and we'll give them a good show and then come out with a win against France tonight. That's what we're all hoping for. Do you need a good crowd? I mean, because we're in the U.S., right? You know that. I mean, we, <laughs> we don't need a, a good crowd, but it would help that much more. That, that's what I would say to that. All right, how about uh, this team, this group? What do you think about all these young guys that are in here now? I mean, you had some touch with the 2010 team, Coors World Championships, and then back to college, but this seems like more a a group of your peers. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of us grew up playing juniors and stuff like that together, so to be at this level now with all of them is a pretty surreal experience, and we still have some of the veterans, and they're even younger veterans, but they've they've been here for a while, and they know what to do with Paul and Maddie and Thorny, so... They're helping out a ton and helping us make this transition as smooth as possible. What are your internal expectations night to night? You guys come in and expect to win every time? Always. I wouldn't play if I didn't expect to win. What's uh, what's different about being a left-hander in the game today? Um, I just have a different look. It's, it's a lot harder for people to see. They don't see it very often. So 
even if I'm just playing against our team, it's good for them to see because even France has a lefty that I played with this year who's a really, really good player. And it's just a different look, so it's harder to block and it's just different to see. So it's that aspect of the game that people aren't used to, so it's always an advantage. You guys had two lefties on the team? Yeah, he was our outside. He actually played really well for us, and he's been playing well for France, so hopefully we can stop him tonight. It'll be interesting to be on the other side of him now. How tough is it for setters to adjust to setting you? I mean, that's that's the hardest thing is because we're trying to run so fast this year, and we're dominantly right-handed opposite, so they're used to setting to a certain spot, and then when I come in there, it's different for them, so it's a good thing that we have intelligent setters because they're making the adjustment pretty well right now, but it's definitely not an easy task for them. What did you do when you didn't have intelligent setters? And you spent a lot of time over your head having to lean way to the right? Yeah, that's why I tore my abs, so that's... That's what happens when you arch your back a lot. The setter's fault you tore your half? I'll blame that setter. Yeah, I'll blame that setter. No, no. It was it was my fault for not getting my feet to the ball exactly every time. But, I mean, it definitely makes it harder when you don't have a setter who's capable of getting in in that spot that's a lot easier on your body. All right, do you have a good John Sprock quote from the first few weeks here? Do you have anything that surprised you that you remember? Surprised me? I've actually been with him for a while, so I'm pretty used to all the things he says. I don't know if he said anything said anything different. I mean, anything quote-worthy? <sighs> Any of these coaches? I mean, Furbringer's new in here. Has he said anything that's quote-worthy? Furby and Seeley just rip on me and call me Country Club all the time. That's pretty much all I get from Country me. Club? Tell me about that. Country Club? Well, my name is Carson Clark, so I get the CC up on the board. And I think it was Furbs who decided that Country Club was appropriate. So I... I <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened, but I think they think that I have lots of things done for me uh -huh. and I'm a little higher class. But I'm okay with that because I think Country Club, you know, those are classy people. And uh, I, I'd enjoy being a part of a Country Club once I get a little bit older. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So you say Country Club, I always think of Bushwood. Nope, I think they're going for is Bushwood from Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. Way to, way, way to go, young guy. I know. I watch my movies, but I think those guys were just... You know, not the country club I'm looking for. <laughs> not the nicest people, so... There's no caddy day at your uh, country club? No, but I mean, I wouldn't mind having Bill Murray around me for a while. He's pretty good at his job with those gophers. All right, good luck tonight. Hey, thank you. All right, Coach Laurent Tilly of uh, France, after night number two here in, in uh, Tulsa. Your team played better tonight. Played better, with a lot of energy. Uh... We know we knew that we are, uh, are not we are not a good team on blocking, mm -hmm. so we have to bring something else, and we try to do it in the defense. But uh, we needed more uh, serenity and uh, self-control at the end of the fourth set, and uh, for starting the fifth set to win uh, tonight. What did you say to the team after that fourth set when it kind of got away? After the game? After, after, the, after the fourth set, after when when you guys kind of gave it away, yeah, yeah. what did you say to him? Uh, it's difficult to say something because you see that the players don't believe in you. And uh, we fight on the bench during the game. Uh, I noticed that with the source early on. Yeah, exactly, with the source and with the opposite, the new opposite, uh, CDB. And, and they, they don't want to listen. Mm. So we have to fight, and when they lose... Um, when they lose uh, the path of the victory, yeah. it's tough to bring them back. And um, I try to, to calm the team, to say, hey, stay focused on simple things, just try to move, 
we had a lot of problems with uh, service from um, uh, Anderson and um, and uh, Smith. Yeah. Because we were too close, to, in, we were too much in the court. So I said, step back, keep control. But it was too late. And uh, we tried to uh, avoid Anderson to receive and to, to spike too easy. Yeah. So we tried to summon him, but he kept control of the ball and he was too strong tonight. What about when you get your son back? Does that change the team at all, or is it delicate having your son as one of the starters? It's always dedicated when you have your own son in the team, and especially now because uh, Kevin uh, was in UCI until today for the uh, graduation. Graduation. Right. So he didn't practice so much. So what we will do is just uh, ask him to come with us uh, for the next weekend mm -hmm. to start to practice with us and to see how his own shape and if he's able to follow us. But um, <coughs> yeah, I think uh, we develop a lot in the in, uh, U.S. We develop a lot the first year with uh, John Sparrow and this year with um, uh, oh, the East Coach from UCI. Yeah, um, Niffin. Niffin. David. 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 And uh, it's important in, the, in our team to bring energy too. So uh, I hope uh, to call him soon as possible. All right, so we spent a lot of time talking about on our shows and on the broadcast that the European system is superior for producing very good volleyball athletes or the South American system where you see a guy at 18, 19 years old internationally playing a lot rather than going to college. But here you had Kevin do the opposite of that. What was that decision process like? Why send him to the United States to what, what we oftentimes talk about as an inferior system? And I have an older son playing basketball. He graduated in the Salt Lake City in urban planning. Oh, that's right. And he played for the youth. Yeah. So with, uh, for me, the best system is here in the U.S. Because, you know, what's important is just have, um, to have good player, you need good men. Yeah. With a good head, a good education. And they have to understand that you don't have only sports. And for me, the only system where you can practice high level and steady is here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So um, my kids were fortunate to have this uh, opportunity. And I have to say it was my dream too, to be able okay. to come. <laughs> I, I tried, I tried, but I was too old to, to come here. That's why I play in Italy, because I, for me it was impossible to play in the U.S. But I think it's really important for kids to know, okay, I have something else than sports. Yeah. And you, you know you develop, I think you de to be good, you need a good um, asset, you need to develop your body, your technique, mm -hmm. your mind, and your spirit. If you can develop all these kind, four uh, uh, parts of your body, you will be a very good athlete yeah. later. And that's what happened tonight. You see uh, your team, your players were concentrated, self-control, physically impressive, technically, tactically, uh, playing like a team. And I think that's come with education. And that's why I'm happy that my two sons came here in the U.S. And I hope that my third one will come too here <laughs> in the U.S. I know you've talked about the cultural shift you were trying to have on your team, the changing of the culture. And it sounds like maybe this 
lack of experience for your players, the lack of a rounded experience is causing problems and, and not allowing you to, to, to get them to play together and get through tough times. What do you now do as a coach if these players are arguing with you and aren't the right players? How quickly do you change them? Do you have other options? I, I don't have so many players, so I have to work on their mind. I have to work on their uh, understanding of the of the of the team and of the high level. Uh, you know, by example, tonight you say, "Oh, they were lucky; they won." No, they were not lucky. U.S. Were not, was not lucky. They knew how to win the fourth set. You didn't know that. 22-19, you thought that it was finished. Right. It's not finished. So this is. You know, you have to, we have to push where it hurts, and to show here it hurts, and we did bad. Mm -hmm. But uh, so that we need more game like that, more, uh, more yeah, game matches, and I hope that they will understand and follow me in the the approach of the end of the match, of a tie break, and so on. But it's a tough work now to work on this. Well, good luck, and you have a lot more World League uh, to, to do it. You'll get a lot more good matches. Yeah, I hope so. We'll start immediately next week because we play Poland, yep. and it will be a tough weekend for us, too. Okay. But thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, night number two done here in Tulsa. Two victories for the United States, 3-0 three, three, and 3-2 here with uh, Kavika Shoji. Started both matches. How different was this weekend for you versus last when you were coming off the bench both times? Yeah, it was really different. I think I was probably a lot more nervous last weekend coming off the bench, um, just because you have to you have to get after it right away and kind of the eyes um, go right to you as as a substitution. Um, so it was nice to get that experience last week and then settle in a little bit this week and get two wins. You were saying like the '84 White Sox. Well, I'm saying the '84 White Sox because I was alive in '84 and cognizant. But it, it was winning ugly. That was what happened this week. Tell me about the match tonight and what you felt didn't go well, and then what you felt did go well to pull out of the the spiral and the potential elimination in set four. Yeah, we we started slowly. Um, you know, our touches weren't weren't so crisp, crisp uh, passing and then setting also, um, and we just didn't get in rhythm. Myself individually, I. I was a little off for most of the match, um, but the coaches stuck with us and stuck with me and um, slowly kind of got into a better better rhythm and, and settled down and really played well in the clutch. Um, so it was a tough match. We expected uh, France to play better, which they did, you know, and, and we didn't play, play as crisp, but, um, you know, winning is always great, and when you can win when you're not at your best, it's a plus. People haven't seen you on the national team, but you've been playing professionally for a number of years. Uh, what about the differences between the professional leagues, the level there, and then having to come to the national team? Yeah, I think that you know, you, it's you know, the, the national team experience is just so different. You're, you know, you're playing for your country. You're with guys of the same culture, and you know, and you're battling, you know, um, together. Really, you know, really for your your country. Um, and just the level of play is higher, you know, in World League than it is in Germany. The German level is getting a lot better. There's three really, really good teams. Um, but at the national team level, you just have to play well every night, you know, because all the teams are good. It, you know, they all can play really high-level ball control volleyball, and they don't let you get away with too many mistakes. So um, it's been nice to be held to the high standard, and hopefully I can, you know, continue it going with this group of guys.
see you hanging out here with the whole family. You got everybody in town. They just taking a, a mad break from the island. They're out here for what, like a month and a half? <laughs> yeah, they they came out. My parents came out and supported us, and we have a few family members from the Midwest, so they kind of made it into a, a family event. Your mom's from the Midwest, huh? My mom, yeah, my mom's from North Dakota. We have family in Minnesota, North Dakota, Kansas City, Omaha, so they kind of made it into a, a fun two-week um, vacation. It's great to see everyone. Okay, cool. Good luck. Thank you. Tulsa, yes. two matches against France complete here with Eric Shoji, new libero for the U.S. men's team. Give me a grade on your performance so far. You had four matches where you've been the primary libero. Wow, that's a tough question. You know, just being a new guy, it's a, it's definitely a new experience, and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, it's great playing with these guys. They help me out a lot. So just trying to improve every match and, you know, be a leader on the court in my position. And, you know, so far it's been pretty good. Maybe I'll give myself a B or a B plus. There's always room for improvement. But, you know, I'm having a lot of fun and pretty happy with my performance so far. I noticed you made quite a few reads. I see you in places that I wouldn't necessarily expect you. Uh, is that something that you're freelancing outside of the U.S. system? How much are you in system? How much are you kind of making the read and making the play? Mm, it's about 50-50. You know, we definitely have a game plan, and I try to define my role as, you know, free but with boundaries. They give us positions to be in, and I kind of read um, around that. And something I started when I was young, you know, just being around the game for so long, and at Stanford, my coach has allowed me to make the reads and do what I wanted to do on the court. So, you know, it's translating here. I think I have to maybe earn the trust a little more of the coaches. But, you know, it, it's the reading with boundaries, and I like that so far. It's an interesting time on the national team. A lot of veterans have been around for 10-plus years. They're still just kind of hanging around, some guys trying to stay on through the next four years. But a lot of new guys coming in. This has been a very big youth movement, first time in probably two generations' worth of players. How's the gym as far as the old guys and the young guys cooperating? I think it's a good mix. I think um, the old guys are being really good to us, so, um, us young folks, and um, we're really working together. I think the team is probably closer than it has been before. You know, Spra said that we have really good chemistry compared to maybe the last squad. Of course, I, have, I wasn't there, so I'm not sure, but I know that we're working really well on the court right now together, and it's the same in the practice gym, so we're pretty happy about that. Tell me about your brother. I can't think of the last time there were brothers inside of the national team actually traveling and playing together. What's it like to, to be here with him and have your dad watching and all your yeah. relatives from the Midwest? This is a, a pretty neat shoji situation. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, playing here in the Midwest in Tulsa and Kansas City, or Wichita, sorry, um, we've had a lot of family, and it, it's just great to have their support. We don't get to see them um, that often now that we're playing overseas, so it's awesome to see them in the summer. Um, playing with Kavika, it's a lot of fun. People ask us all the time how it is, and, you know, it's it's normal for us. We played together at Stanford, and it's been a goal of ours to be here for a long time. So we take it one day at a time, but, you know, it's just our job, and we love every second of it. Liberos sometimes have a tough time getting jobs overseas. People value opposites, outsides, middle blockers, but probably in that order yes. as far as where they spend their money for foreigners and where they spend their foreigner slots. What does your professional opportunity look like for this coming year? Um, it's looking good. I... I'm actually signed in Austria. Um, uh oh, hot volleys? Uh, Hypo Tirol. It's in Innsbruck, Austria. Oh, Innsbruck, okay. Yeah, yeah the other um, good team. Yes, and a lot of a uh, few of our teammates have played there. Russell Holmes played there. So That's actual Austria. It looks like Austria. There's yeah. mountains, it yeah. snows. I played in Vienna. Vienna is not Austria, that's Cleveland. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I've heard really great things about it, so I'm really excited. Very cool. There's a KTM factory there. I don't know if you know that. Motorcycle manufacturer. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only awesome for me. You're a volleyball player, you know anything about it. No, I don't know anything about motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, 
Hey, great watching this weekend, and uh, good luck. In Reno, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes, thank you very much.